everybody. You're listening to Raw with Marty Gallagher, J.P. Bryce, and Jim Steele, brought to you by ironcompany.com. Today we're discussing stagnation busters. Sooner or later, no matter what training program you use, you'll eventually see progress begin to slow and even stop altogether. So when that happens, what do we do? So that's what we want to discuss today. Um, first of all, let me ask you guys, how and why does the body adapt to re results producing programs and eventually just stall out together. I mean, because we've all done it. We get on this kick-ass program. We're gaining muscle. We're gaining strength. A couple months down the road, it just kind of stops and you got to like, you know, regroup and figure out what to do next and change it around. Why does the body do that? Well, Jimmy has academic degrees, so I'm going to let him run with the ball. <laughs> well, that's how we survive. You know, the body is an adaptive organism and the way we survive is by adapting to the stimulus. And so those first couple of weeks, man, everything's going great. And then even for, you know, you can get up to six, seven, eight weeks of it, strength gains. And then uh, your body's like, okay, what else you got for me? You know? Yeah. Uh, and, 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 you know, cause what's it thrive on homeostasis, right? It thrives on, and that's how, that, that's how it's going to survive. But uh, you know, what we always talk about, is and I don't know if we want to get into this right now, but there's levels of, um, or more like different different variables that you need to control in order to sort of stave off that that uh, you know that plateau that you hit. So we'll talk about that today, right? And we'll get into that too. And it's uh, you know it's just it's not just working out. It's also you guys remember when you started drinking coffee that first oh. you know. It, that first cup, man, it gave you a buzz <clears throat> or your first beer or whatever, same thing. But bef <laughs> before you know it, you're drinking <laughs> coffees, five beers, <laughs> you know, it just. First acid trip. Yeah. <laughs> so so your body just, yeah, your body just is, uh, <laughs> is just really good at adapting. Uh, well, that's his job, right? Yeah. Hemiostasis. It's always thinking to normalize right so and i think that the uh i think the what jimmy what's our what's our motto the only consistent consistent thing in the transformative process is stagnation yeah right i mean uh you know it's and it's a continual battle of and this is where really good trainers separate themselves from, uh, you know, just one of the mill trainers. A really good trainer is going to have a, a big arrow quiver full of strategies and techniques and all this that's been used and proven effective, you know, battle tested routines that he has personally used or had people that he trained to use and get really good results. Well, over the years, you accumulate a lot of these, right? Because yeah. when hemiostasis, when, when, when the body will figure out, no matter how sophisticated the routine, no matter how intense the routine, at some point, the body will um, neutralize it, right? And when that happens, that you'll, you'll first you'll plateau, then here comes the regression as your your body can't cope anymore so then now, now you start to fall apart now you start to go backwards so the trick is 
to recognize stagnation when it sets in. What the real pros do is they actually, what Jim, they anticipate stagnation before it sets in. Right. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they have in, you could plan in a reset. Let's say you did yeah. 700 for five on the squat and you, man, that's it. And you, and you go in the nice. next week and joints are aching and this and that. Well, you it's to, to not even go, go that far. You go back to, and instead, and maybe you started your cycle at 620. Well, this time you can go to 640 as you're, you know, and that's a yeah. reset. So you're yeah. starting a little higher, but you're also not going to 720, you know what I yeah. mean? We, we run up the mountain, yeah. right, 400 yards each time, but each time we come back down the mountain, we start a little bit higher. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Another thing you do is, you know, we, and we always talk about transforming physiques. I, I'm big on saving the real intense, intensive techniques. For instance, when you first start a, a diet and you're trying to, you know, uh, put on a lot of muscle or just get ripped up or whatever. Um, save the cardio, make it, you know, yeah. 20 minute walk, 30 minute walk. Then I just start to hit that weight loss plateau where it's just not happening. Now you got everything, you know, in reserve. Yeah, now you can go for yeah. a double 30 minute walk. Now you can yeah. go for an hour in the morning. Now you, yeah. now you got all that stuff in reserve. Mm -hmm. So my big thing is don't blow it all at once and then have nothing in reserve to go to when you hit a plateau. Yeah, and, and the whole game is what do you do when you hit a plateau? Right. Yeah, what do we do? And there's so many different things we can do in well, the list may, to discuss. Yeah, well, let me tell you, let me give you the broad answer, right? What you need to do when you hit a plateau is something completely different than what you have been doing. Yeah, and you've said that a lot in articles. It has to be like a, a total contrast. Absolutely. Otherwise, Absolutely. your your body doesn't so much recognize it and get on board with okay, let's uh, let's bust through the stagnation. It's it's like we're, well, this is kind of the same as what I've been doing. Where's the jolt? Yeah, yeah. jolt it. Yep. Right, and and this is why it's this is why it's so I don't know holistic to kind of swing back and forth between these periods where you're actively seeking to add size and strength and maybe you're not quite so worried about your body fat percentile. And then as the, the radical contrast to that, you go on these lean out phases where now everything more volume, more cardio, less intensity, you know, cleaner eating. It just makes such a nice back and forth, right? And don't you think your body responds uh, when you do that? When you oh yeah, thing at yeah, eight to twelve or even you know seven to ten percent body body. But fat. Jim, you Jim, you made a good point. If for for us guys that are lifting heavy and and uh, or we're lifting heavy or whatever, but uh, you get to a point where your body just starts aching. And it's, you have to take that break. You have to make that transition and, you know, change it around so you have that contrast and lighten the weight up, increase the, the reps, yeah. and just burn it out. Because otherwise, you're just going to wreck your joints and you're just going to be uh, aching all the time. There's going to be no longevity there. So you really, for the sake of longevity and your overall health, I mean, you've really got to switch that around sometimes. You have to. Yeah, and we talked about that with the deadlift the other week where you run a six-week cycle of sumo, then you run a six-week cycle of conventional, then you, you know, yeah. then you go off the blocks, then you go for the rack, yeah. you know, 
Uh, you keep changing it up. I always like to, I used to do this with my athletes where we do, you know, back squat up until a max, probably eight weeks of that. And then we do a front squat cycle. Yeah. A safety squat cycle. Yeah. I really like, you know, yeah. when you, front squats are so freaking hard. Ah, I love them. That when you go back to a back squat, it feels like going home again. It's know? easy. It's like, especially for the big guys holding up. Yes. Up there. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's gruesome. Yeah. But change it up. Still doing squats. And maybe you're shoring up some weak points at the same time. Right. Uh, you're shocking the body. Also, I'm a big believer that you should have, and, well, I'm not a believer. I insist that the guys that train with me, you need a rep record in 10, in 8, in six, you know what I mean, Jim? And, yeah. and, and, and you have the rep and also the rep record is always in relation to your body weight and your age. Right. Okay. It's a three way thing. Cause you ain't comparing yourself to 1983. <laughs> right. You're comparing yourself to recent history. So you go, okay. You know, uh, okay. JP, you've run up the hill and your joints are really screaming and you're doing three and five rep sets, what to do? Oh, I got an idea. Why don't you go back and try to beat your 12 rep record? Yes, so you're is, still, you're still is, progressing. Yes, right. but, but it's gonna be about 250 pounds less. Right. You know, and it's still gonna be a record because you say, I have never done right. whatever, 12 with 275 in the ultra deep, whatever, back squat, high bar, you know, great. Okay, super. I've never done, well, that is my PR, 12. Well, you know what? Go back and let's do 15, man. And let's do it at a lighter body weight. Yeah. Right? And, and you're going to be sore and you're gonna, your body, your, your central nervous system is going to be freaked out going, oh, my yeah. God, what, what's this guy doing? Yeah. I, I have to, you know, I have to grow. Gonna, I have to get stronger. Otherwise, I'm, you know. You're going you're gonna to feel like Tom Platt. <laughs> Yeah, so the, the contrast really has to be there, but that is a great point. Um, yeah, yeah, so don't yeah. think of it of, of just, you know, reverting back to lightweight. Take mm -hmm. a look, keep a journal, yeah, keep a yeah. journal that's so important, and try to go back to that, uh, that 12 rep and beat that it. you had months ago and beat that. Beat it. Boy, I'll at tell you what. A, at a lighter body weight, that's critical. It's no good yeah. if, you, if you beat it, but you're 11 pounds heavier. Right. I mean, you can go as far as, and I know Marty and I, I don't know, this was a couple of years ago, but he, Marty called me and we said, uh, he said, man, I just did 315 for 10 on one breath. And we talked about this before, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, one breath. That's another intensifier. Okay, yes. I'm not allowed to take more than one breath. As soon as I hit the top, suck it that's in. It. That's it. So, you, only, you only get one. Well, yeah. in fact, Jimmy, I just did it. Uh, I didn't, <laughs> I wasn't using 315. I was using a lot less. But I just did the same thing on Monday. Yeah. On the breath, I was, I made nine and it about killed me. Yeah. Right. And I mean, I struggled to put it back in the rack. And, and that top set of nine reps, um, along with three sets of leg curls and three sets of calf raises, that was it for my leg training for the week. And, and I haven't been able to run since then. <laughs> I mean, it, it blasted my legs to the point it's like, you know what? There's no point in going out and running because you're, you're, your legs are dead. 
Right. Right. But it, that's good. I mean, that's the degree of inroad that I cut with a very light weight. I mean, the weight was so insignificant. It doesn't scare you when you're when you're doing nines and tens and twelves. The weight's puny, no matter how. I mean, you know, no matter where you're at, right? Yeah. And that's you know, what when, you do, but you have got to have that record. And when you you talk about doing squats on the breath, now just so everybody understands, that's if you're doing ten reps, you're only giving yourself one single breath between each rep. Right. And I'll tell you what, you get up there to seven, eight, nine, ten, I mean, you're getting gassed. I mean, your body is just starving for oxygen. It wants oxygen. And that is not easy. Most, not most, easy most lifters start sucking breaths after three. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Watch yourself. After the third, you'll do your first three reps. I'm just talking about normal people doing, you know, good squats, decent squats. But you'll do the first three reps on one breath, but after that, you'll start huffing breaths one, two, because that gives your legs time to recover. Right. Which so we, don't, we, we don't allow that. Also, the, the single breath teaches you to, as Cassidy used to say, inhale as if you're trying to suck all of the air out of the room. Right. And lift your shoulders. You got to lift your shoulders because that's the way that you give your lungs enough room to expand. Okay. That's a good tip. There's no point if 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 you if you inhale and that weight is crushing you down, your your lungs are like this. You're like <laughs> you're like an asthmatic because you can't. Your lungs are literally crushed because you got whatever you got a lot of weight in your back, no matter what it is. Fill up that beach ball every time. You have to be able to lift your shoulders and lift up like you're doing some sort of what reverse shoulder shrugging and then your lungs expand and you just but you got to huff that breath like you hear it right jim you hear it it's like you hear it if you're not even looking at the lifter you hear them inhale right yeah now kirk would, kirk would say i don't hear you i didn't hear you breathing i should hear you across the room taking yeah. in that breath and, ha and half the people in the room are going what what is he talking about <laughs> yeah i always go are you even taking the breath are you even taking that breath? I don't think you understand what I mean by take that breath, suck all yeah. the Yeah. So anyway, uh, getting back to, in, you know, intensity enhancers and, you know, twerks and tricks and tweaks. Yeah, yeah. I got you a know, great JP. Yeah, go ahead. Well, J JP, what got us back into the, what, what points did you want to hit? Well, we have a bunch of points, but since you're on intensity enhancers, let's just yeah. keep going with that a little bit. Uh, let's name off some other intensity well, enhancers. What I used to do is I, there, there's a, um, geez, I don't know, it's a pendulum squat machine that I had at Penn. And what I used to do is I would put on a certain amount of weight and I would say, okay, I'm going to start the clock. I'd have a stopwatch right on the machine. And I'd say, okay, I'm going to do five sets of 15 in, in a short amount of time as possible. Right now, you talk about smoked. Yeah. Then, well, how 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 uh, long would your typical rest set be? Uh, the time between. You know sets. what I would do, and I always do this. I, I would like walk. So there'd be there's 15 power racks. I'd walk maybe f to five power racks, and then come down back and do it again. So what mm. do you think? 15 seconds. It's probably 30. It's probably 30. 30, 30 seconds. Okay. Yeah. So, so 30 seconds. How many sets? Five sets of 15. And so, five sets of 15. Oh, uh, dude, I'd be gagging. I'd be, <laughs> but yeah, you know, you were, I mean, I was, did you, I was, did you feel you got 
transference or results or no, muscle growth. Was it worth right. it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. But I didn't do that for up. So I would do that for like three weeks and then I try to beat the time. How, how many times a week? Just once. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Was that your only leg exercise? Oh yeah. That's all you need, man. Oh, that's cool. So yeah. you do that like one craze set on this machine each week and that's it. No, I do five sets. And I have to beat five sets minutes. of that. Oh my God. So I would do it on five Monday. Five sets. I don't know <laughs> how long it would take me, but let's just say two minutes. So the next, or it'd be more than that. But let's say three minutes. Okay. So then the next time it'd be 254, I'd get it. Then the next time it'd be 250. I wouldn't change the weight. Weight would stay the same. Well, how but long would it take you to do all five sets together? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, What's come it? on, man. To I don't know. I don't remember. Or... I don't remember. What were you? What, 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 what would you get so exhausted? You'd black out and you'd say, you I, can't, I can't grok time anymore. You, you know, you weren't resting much. Jim, you weren't <laughs> resting much, so you probably did that in 10 minutes. Oh, no. No way, dude. No way. You're not doing what, that Marty, in 10 minutes. Shorter or longer? Longer. Longer? I, you're killing yourself. Yeah, but only 30 second rest. Oh, yeah, you're dying. Uh, yeah, you're dying, man. I don't know. Okay, I mean, let's do the math. One, two. Okay, all right, you're right. You're right. I guess so, you could so do it. 15 rep set takes what, 45 seconds? 50 yeah, seconds? Even that. So, um, you're doing, let's say, let's give you a minute and a half. You're still five times five. You're still only taking seven and a half minutes. Yeah. So now, would you time, still, <laughs> would you still do That's cardio cool. that day? No, he couldn't walk. I bet you he did. Watch. I bet you he did. Nothing after that except lay down in my office and wait for yeah. Yeah, you so you wait wait for your next puny bodybuilding meal. When everything um you know, when when that's the kind of workout where you're like, yeah, I really don't feel like so you sit down, you're taking your shoes off or whatever, you're ready to take a shower and you just sit there for ten minutes while the shower's running before you get in the shower. You know, just like in your store for three or four days. Yeah, and you're oh, the only the wrestlers. The wrestlers uh -huh. are all that stuff, man. Oh yeah, I'm sure they did. Yeah. Little masochist. <laughs> Where were we, JP? Well, intensity uh, amplifiers. So let's talk about something. Uh, let's talk about something obvious. Would be rep speed. If you're doing like touch and go or whatever on bench right. press, you know you really want to uh, change it up. You know, take the explosion out of the bottom of the the uh, movement. Pause. May Full I, range of motion. May I cut in, Jim? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, we look at it like we look at it like this, right? It's like at the beginning of all right. So we always think in terms of cycles, right? Whether you're having a cycle where you're looking to add size and strength, or you're having a cycle where you're looking to get maximally lean, Right, you have a periodized cycle, usually 10, or what, 10, 10 to 12 weeks, sometimes 16, right, Jim? If, it's a, if you're a real seasoned athlete and you have a big competition, you might take six, 16 weeks to cycle up. But typically, let's say 12 weeks. <clears throat> um, so why not at the beginning of the cycle make your movements explosive, mm -hmm. right? Then as the poundage increases it's naturally gonna kind of slow into that normal area right middle four weeks so the first four weeks higher reps super explosive bam, 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 you know second four weeks well we're yeah we're getting into the you know the heavy fives now right so maybe not as explosive but let's say normal speed 
okay? Final four weeks, triples, doubles, singles. Well, guess what? Grind time. But it's a natural progression, yeah. you see. And it's related to where you're at in the cycle. Now, maybe when you're looking to lean out at the beginning of the cycle, maybe that's when you're heaviest and strongest. And maybe that's when you jump in with your grind stuff. Because you're going to end up, whatever, 25 pounds lighter and leaner. So maybe you want to end up with your high volume explosive stuff. That sounds more uh, comparable to lighter eating and, you know, more cardio, right, Ken? Yeah. And what I was thinking about was, let's say, you know, you have a meet coming up and now you can't afford to do a reset. You can't afford to back off. You can't afford to miss a workout. And don't you think that's when you got to look at every single thing, to, you know, that's when the nutrition, the sleep, oh, yeah. let's make sure all the bases are covered before you even think about going down you know what i mean oh yeah the, uh the highest form of any art you have to go outside that art to improve the art right right so then you say you know and this is would be me talking to an athlete somebody i'm training for a meet so okay so let's let's go over how much sleep you're getting let's go yeah. yes let's go over your critical let's oh well you don't have all the bases covered so let's focus on this yeah. you know let's focus on getting in your 250 grams of protein that yeah. you've only, only been at about 180 so now it's going to make a big difference. And then I want you to add, you know, 30-minute nap in the middle of the day. You know, something yep. like that. I want you to stop, stop drinking beer three times a week. Yeah, you get let's, increase it. Let's, let's dive into, uh, since we're talking about it, let's dive into nutrition a little bit. Now, we talk about when it comes to lifting, there's got to be that contrast there to, to bust through the stagnation. So Jim just kind of hit on, you know, adding extra protein to your diet and doing different things to tweak that. But how would, um, besides protein, there's calories, there's fat, there's everything else, uh, carbs. So how would we, how would you guys suggest that somebody that, that wants to bust through stagnation and is going to change their routine all around, say they're going to change to high reps. What What's, are you going to recommend? Well, well, time out. What's the goal? See, everybody, everybody has to have a goal. Okay. The goal is to uh, gain muscle, gain okay. strength. Okay. okay. But you can't, you understand, you really can't be at cross purposes. You can't be like a fantasy talker. We hear a lot of this, right, Jim, where they go, oh, yeah, I want to get uh, bigger and stronger and leaner. Yes, that's a tough one. Yeah, you gotta, right. Yeah, you got to decide one, which one. You got to pick one or the other. Generally speaking, you either set to say, all right, I'm going to take a protracted period. I need to muscle up a little bit and get stronger. Or, uh, you know, I'm really overweight and I need to lean out and I'm going to really get dedicate that. It's one of those two directions. Not only the, the most seasoned of guys like competitive bodybuilders can actually add size while losing body fat at the same time. That's the highest form of the art. You don't jump in at that. You right. jump in by picking a direction and, and, and adhering to it. Okay. So now once you have the goal, once you're on the path, once you're into the process, initially the process should work on its own. You should need no tweaks, right? For the first three to four weeks. Right. Because games ain't hard. How hard is it? If you, even if you're going to lose, let's say you're going to lose, uh, what, uh, 20 pounds in 12 weeks. So what's that, a pound and a half a week? Something like that, right, Jim? Yeah. That's reasonable. And you're going to pick up five pounds of muscle. So you're going to lose 15 pounds of fat. You're going to add five pounds of muscle. Now, that's a doggone good goal in three months, right, Jim? Oh, yeah, that's working. Right? Yeah. 
but you got to adhere to the process. Now, it's not going to be terribly difficult, especially for the first four weeks. How hard is it to lose a pound and a half a week if you're doing everything wrong to begin with? Right, just the little changes. Yes. You're adding in some cardio, probably haven't been doing that. That's going to help. You're, you're, you're lifting now, you're training. You're not just doing mindless exercise. These things, if anything, we're going to have to hold you back a little bit. We don't want you making gains too fast at the beginning of a periodized cycle. That's totally a tweak. That's, That's a tweak. Right. That's right. That's, That's right. a tweak right there. Right. Oh, no, no. We don't want you losing more than a pound and a half a week because you're going to take undue amount of muscle tissue with you. Pound and a half a week is great. We're just going to hold, hold the course, right? And that's a tweak. Now, when the, the tweaks are needed, in my uh, experience has been weeks four through eight. That's usually when the slowdowns start, and that's where it's like, all right, we got to. And, and again, what are we looking at? We're always looking at one of four areas. We're always looking at the, the people that we're working with in their cardio exercise, very specific, right? That has benchmarks, right? time, duration, frequency. These are all the cardio events. What are you doing? How much of it? How long? How intensely? We have the lifting that we can tweak. Okay, what are we doing in the lifting? All right, how's that going? Boom, boom, boom. Lift by lift breakdown, right? We have the nutrition. Oh, how are we coming in terms of our week-to-week -week body weight gain? Are we right on track? You know, are we, uh, you know, we're having struggling here? Do we, you know, if we're struggling, then we either have to alter the caloric intake, the micronutrient intake, or tweak the cardio. Yeah. Right, Jim? Those are our three choices. Yeah. Weight training is kind of set aside here. Uh, you know, that's different. So, again, that's a tweak. Also, psychologically, you have to talk to your, per your person. You have to go, you know, maybe they're having a situation at home. Maybe they're getting jacked around at work. Maybe they're doing overtime. You, you know what I mean? There's, there's things that, and those need to be taken into account and allowed for yeah so that's a tweak right that jim can i interrupt here real quick i'm sorry i'm not i didn't mean to fill a bus <laughs> listen but i want to get back to my original question though if if you've got uh, a if you've got an experienced lifter who's coming off a heavy cycle and wants to keep gaining muscle and and uh well gaining muscle anyway he's he's kind of completed his strength cycle but he wants to come down the mountain, as we say, and start with higher reps and, and doing all that, burning more calories, obviously. What are you going to tell him to do with his diet? Uh, because he's... Carbs. We keep the protein the same. At least one keep gram it the of same. Okay. body weight. Protein can't, can't go anywhere. And then you okay. modulate the carbs. You, know, you fluctuate the carbs in according to the activities of the day. So now if you're going to have a big squat day or if you're going to do leg extension, leg curl, squat, this and that, that's going to be a higher carb day, right? Right, right. If you're just doing a, an early morning 40-minute walk, you're off of weight training, you can drop the carbs some on that. I mean, I'm a big believer, just fluctuate the carbs for the activity that you're going to, you know, for how busy you're going to be and how active you're going to be that day. But, you know, going back to the strength, the gaining weight thing, if a, if a powerlifter came to Marty and said, man, I'm stuck at 680 and I got to do 700 in the deadlift. And Marty would say, what? Eat your way through that stick. Yeah. You know, 
the the best thing about powerlifting, I never tried to lose weight for powerlifting because I wanted to feel strong as hell every time I went in there. So that was the best thing. If I'm if I struggled with uh with the weight for a week, man, I'm gonna eat lasagna. Remember, Marty? I'm gonna eat lasagna for my first meal. I'm Absolutely. gonna eat, I'm gonna eat dinner rolls, you know, I'm gonna do all that stuff and put on some weight. That next time you go in, the bar feels light on your back, you know. Well, uh, yeah, but that's great if you're in in your twenties. Oh yeah. Well, it's not about health at that point. Not yeah. so good if you're 45. Yeah. And so if you're still doing that when you're 45, yeah, then you got to think about it a little bit, but you know, that's think about what, it a little, a little bit. That's what Cassidy's whole point was. <laughs> Eat your way through sticking points. So, so, yeah, so, but, uh, uh, so, 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 sorry to interrupt you. so, so Jim, contrary to the, uh, the about face we do with the weightlifting because yeah. it's it's got to you know it's got to be an about face a big contrast to really come down and and change your training and shock the body but if your diet is already pretty much dialed in what i'm kind of seeing here is you don't have to you don't have to do an about face with your diet that's mm -hmm. kind of different if you're already dialed in you make some some minor tweaks uh, according to what you're doing uh, like more carbs and and things right. like that and just uh dial it in that way so the the diet is a little bit different than the the lifting strategy i guess right okay yeah. well that's all i wanted to clarify got it um so that's diet how about um you said something about um well let's go back up to how about workout frequency though oh i like that not marty did you publish that article yet with the Lee Priest? Uh, no, actually, that is going to go up. That might go up this week. Well, that segues from this perfectly because, Marty, what are the examples you used in there, the, the frequency examples? Well, <clears throat> um, the, you know, we've got a lot of guys that are doing this unique training system of their, they train once a week and they've been getting great results. Right. But three. one time a week, we get together on Sunday, we go through squat, bench, deadlift, overhead press, and they do some arms and they leave. And for a lot of these guys, they're done for the week because of the nature of their jobs or their life circumstance or whatever. And they all are periodized. They all make gains. They all do great in competition. But then the question becomes, great, but when I don't want to do that or my situation changes or... I need a break. What do I do? And what we have found is the ultimate in contrast is to go from the everything on Sunday to one lift or body part six days in a row in and out of the gym in, in 15 to 20 minutes. I use it all the time. Squat, squat and leave, bench and leave, deadlift and leave, overhead press and leave, do some arms and leave, pick a weak lift and leave or some power cleans and leave and that's it. Yep. And you're fresh. You're always fresh. You're always fresh for the key lift. Everything is fresh, 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 fresh. I think you said, you know, 15, 20 minutes. That in the article you were like 15, 20 minutes. I mean, just think, just think it through, Jim. I mean, you so you walk in and you're gonna do 135, 185, 225, 275, 315. That's five sets. Even if you allow what five minutes, which you don't need, that's 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And okay, maybe you do some guys do three reps with 315 and some guys do 12 reps with 315. Yeah. And maybe they and maybe they need one or two more sets. That's great. That doesn't matter. But you know what? There's a lot of people that only need three sets. So how long does it take to do three sets of squats? Can you get out of the gym in less than 10 minutes and be done for the week? It's exactly what I did the other day, and I'm I'm still sore. I did that on <laughs> What you did? I worked up to 430 for a set of five on the back squat. Oh. Did 315 for 11. Done. Yeah. I was wrenched in sweat, but my mental, you know, outlook after that it was, is refreshed. That yeah. all that wasn't beat down. Nothing. You were in you were in the glow state. You knew I it. Love it. I love it so much. I, and now the now the thing is, and I'm doing this boxing stuff outside the shadow boxing when I'm done. Yeah. You know, I felt it yesterday, man. I could feel, I was like, this is what we were talking about on the podcast. Yes. You feel so great for, you know, you're just trying to keep that going, man. And I think those short workouts are a real big key to that. Well, it's enough, isn't it? Yeah. If you know what you're doing, you can, you can hit yourself, slap yourself hard enough to create that hormonal release, which I think is critical. Yeah. And it's just that, that afterglow is so great after that versus you know, I mean, I don't, I guess Arnold and them felt it when they're doing 30 sets of body part, but man, I don't know. I, I sort of like that, hit it with a hammer, obliterate it, get the hell out, you know? It's my life. That's it. And it's in a personality thing, don't you think? I, you know, I don't know if any, the, JP, do you know anyone who's got that kind of time? Uh, well, might be some people right now that don't have jobs or something. Oh, oh, yeah, I didn't mean that. But I mean, you know, like a classic bodybuilding routine takes a lot of time, right? No. But you know what I was just thinking? You know, we talk about the afterglow, the, the runner's high, so to speak, and we can trigger that through a through a really intense set of squats. One step, whereas a runner might take maybe 20 minutes, half hour, whatever. Yep. These guys, and we always talk about Arnold did – um, what, 700 sets a week, but these, these, these workouts were what, two, three hours. Yeah. How long can, once you get to that point, that hormonal tsunami, like how long does that keep going? Or does it start to just subside, you know, halfway through your workout because cause you're going so long? Is it possible for your body to continue that for three hours? Marty, I don't know, man. What I've, never, I've, I've never done it. I don't know. Yeah, Garanda yeah. used to say, when you start to feel that pump fading, you are done, and you may have gone too far. Overtonus, right. I think he called it. Yeah, overtonus. That yeah. was Vince's thing. I like Vince. Vince was a curmudgeon. He had a lot of contrary ideas. Like, like he was the first one in the keto thing. He had his guys get cut on drinking cream and eating steaks. Yeah, man. He was way ahead of, <laughs> yeah. way ahead of his time. And he had like Larry Scott and Don Howarth. I mean, he had the and uh, uh, Bill McArdle. He had the top, the top Hollywood guys at the time. Clint Eastwood trained in his gym. All kinds of guys. That was the place. Yeah, Vince's gym. But but I mean, he got great results on no carbs and pure fat. Good, but good quality steaks and, and cream and things like that. That was his thing. And uh, him and he was. His buddies with Rio H. Blair. Remember his protein? He was the first guy to come out with milk and egg. Yep. Milk and egg was such a breakthrough because everyone was using soy. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine 
all, up until the, the milk and egg revolution came along in what, Jim, the early 80s? Yeah, maybe a little early back. I think Arnold and them were sneaking. I don't through. know, but that rare H. Blair was pretty, pretty rare. It took yeah, a while. We, it was resisted by the York conglomerate and the Wheater conglomerate because they were making a fortune when soy is so cheap, but it's totally anemic. Mm. So all that, all that Kaufman's weight gain, high protein that I bought, all that Wheater crap, it was nothing but garbage. Yeah. The only benefit we got out of it was the milk that we used to mix it with and the, and the placebo effect, the belief, right, that something magical was going to happen. So that's, what, that's a tweak plus, for you. Plus on, the, on all the soy, when you thought your packs were growing, that was really breast <laughs> tissue. <laughs> you know, Good going from a B to a C on that stuff. Hey, now come on now. Yeah, there, there was... Um, you know, I know that Menser, Mike Menser had a lot of faults, man, but he really did revolution. I mean, through Arthur Jones, of course, but revolutionized uh, the intensity thing. And then Yates took it to the next level. You know? I, I don't want to get into it, but yeah, we'll have, we'll have a philosophy. You know, and we used to see Mike used to train over at, uh, what was it? Not, was it Spartan? Dynamo. It Dynamo. No, it's Spartan or Dynamo. I can't remember. Oh, Spartan, uh, that was in like... Uh, where was that, Tacoma Park? Where no, 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 no. It was over by Andrews Air Force Base over in okay. the PG County. Because yeah. Mike was stationed at Andrews Air Force Base in the Air Force. Right. And he was there for four years. So we saw quite a bit of him. And his folks lived in Pennsylvania, where his dad lived in Pennsylvania, nearby Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Him and Demoduck were, were training partners for a while. Ray Hager was with them, too. Yeah, Ray Hager, Ray Hager was the sort of the linchpin between the two. I know that. Oh yeah, boy, that was up there. But um, anyway, we'll get into that another time. Yeah, yeah. but I'm saying, well, you know, the, you know, with the intensity, and uh, you know, that's. Oh, it was it was powerlifting, but but they they tried to claim that it didn't have warm ups. If you put the warm up, you just don't walk into a gym, and load the squat bar to four fifty five and do twelve reps with it. Right. So it's very comparable to, and you, you I think you've written articles that's, about. So. Come, we do. Cone, Yates, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but we, but we got to go 135, 225, yeah. 315, 365, 405, 450. You know, we, we have to get there. So if you have to do that to get there, how is it different than power? To me, it's powerlifting with four straps. Right. Right. Which is yeah. kind of cool. I kind of like that. Powerlifting with four straps. But you need a guy like Leroy or Bobby Myers you need a really, 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 really good training partner if because you're you're putting your life on your line with uh, when you're doing four straps with the big league weights. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. You've seen Dorian, you know, in the thirteenth rep with whatever twelve hundred and eighty pounds, and Leroy is the only thing between him and certain death. <laughs> yeah. Right, helping him lock out the last six inches on the leg press. One more, Yates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What with all the magazines? Yeah, Diesel. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty intense. I mean, if you if you want to see that, go to uh, YouTube and watch uh, Blood and Guts. Blood and Guts. Yeah, that's our favorite. That's our favorite training yeah. video of all. Time. And Marty, Marty, you like it because there's no talking. It's just all oh, I'm it's doing. Perfect. It's perfect. It's yeah. perfect. Yeah. 
every lesson you want to know about hardcore bodybuilding you have just by viewing. Yeah, just watching. It doesn't need any explanation. That's how you do it. That's perfection. Everything is perfect. And you just but he put the bar down. take that. He put the bar down after deadlift and he's good weight for a small woman. Yeah. <laughs> Big weight. Big weight for a little woman. For a little woman. <laughs> yeah. So 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 another way to change things around is go between high intensity short sessions yeah. and then switch over to moderate intensity. Volume. Yeah, a little bit of volume, volume. a little bit of volume, yeah. which, which goes great when you're eating light and doing more cardio and leaning out. Right. And I think for... Uh, that makes so much sense. You're always talking about longevity. Yeah. Well, for instance, let's say, uh, you know, I've been doing like a little cycle of bent over rows. And so I'll go, I'll do a heavy day of sixes. The next week I'm doing 12s with short rest on the sixes, take as much rest yep, as I need. Yep, yep, yep. You know, on the yep. 12s, I'm on the clock 45 yeah. seconds. And everything feels fresh that way. Yes. And then, you, and you're going to get muscle gains from that because your body's like, whoa, yeah. whoa, I got to grow. What am I doing? I got to grow. Now, now Jim, I we were doing sixes. That's right. Jim, are you, are you trying to switch every single workout or will you stick with something for maybe a month and then switch it around? Well, the only thing I'm, I'm sort of sticking with now is the squat as far as cycling it. Mm -hmm. Everything else I switch around all the time. I mean, the bent overs, I'm doing the heavy light stuff. But, you know, if I'm going in to do shoulders or whatever, you know, I'll do a dumbbell press. I'll do a machine press the next week. I'll do a standing press the next week. So I'll change that up all the time. But if I'm trying to hit, you know, a, a weight, I'm a big believer. And you got to grease that groove with the exercise that you're you know, yeah, you do because when you jump around a lot, yes, you're shocking the body, but it's hard to keep. It's hard to keep gaining on that those certain lifts because right. you're switching around so much. Right. right. So you, so you got to get in there. I want to be on the squat cycle. Then maybe I'll do a safety squat cycle. Maybe I'll do a hack squat. But you yeah. know, and switch it up all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. You can only go to the well so many times, right? That's right. Um, how about? Um, Let's see what else we want to talk about. How about um, programming? How about how about reducing stress? That was one of the things we want to talk about. How the heck do we do that? Tell me how to do that. Listening to you talk. Is that right? Is that reduce your stress? No, you're very soothing. Yeah. melodious. I'm soothing you, yes. savage beast. Melodious. Uh, <laughs> you train. You really train hard. The t training of a certain intensity, and you can attain the intensity on the higher volume stuff. It's just a different type. You just you just attain the 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 hormonal tripwire on sets of twelve instead of sets of three. Right. I mean the the lifestyle stress stuff has to be controlled. There's no question. I mean, I've used an example of when my oldest son would be in the hospital, or whatever, and I would. I would be able to lock it in to have a great workout because that was my escape, you know? So that's I would for your own, for your own sanity. Yes, exactly. And, and if that's, if it's not the case where you're, you know, have to focus because of a particular thing going on in your life, you need to use different techniques. I mean, you know, just taking a walk in the woods is uh, reducing uh, your stress. Um, uh, you know, just focusing on animals, animals. That's right. That's right. All the, there's, a, there's a lot of different things you can do. It seems simple, but in the long run are, you know, are great. A lot of times I'll just be like, you know what? I've been around people too much. 
yep. around everything too much. Everything feels yep. closing in. I got to go to the woods. And then my dog will go out in the woods. We'll go out there for an hour or so. We'll get done doing retrieving drills and we'll just sit there. We'll just sit there. You know, I get that way too. I, uh, you know, God bless her. I love my wife. She talks a lot, right? <laughs> Easy, baby. And, and, <laughs> and that's cool. You know, Easy I love talking words. with my wife. We have great conversations, but usually women talk more than, than guys, right? And after a hard oh. day, I'll get done and I'll just want to go watch TV for a half hour or whatever. Yeah. Hmm. And she'll swoop in, boom, you know, there she goes. And I'll go, you know what, man, can I just be quiet for, yeah. for 20 minutes? I can't even comprehend anything right now. I just want to sit here in silence. But Jim's way of doing it, going out in the woods, if you have woods, uh, is a sure way to have silence and don't have to talk and all that. So that's a good way of doing it. Um, more my, wife, my wife is perfect in every way, so I don't have these issues. <laughs> You're lucky. Man. Now, my wife is too. She's just, uh, she has a, a talker, uh, a, a higher talking capacity than I do yeah. sometimes. Too late for you, Bucko. So do you ever like do your hand, like hurry up, get to the point? You ever like. <laughs> oh, not me, never. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, maybe if I've got like 10 things going on at once. That would be wrong. I always say. 10 things at once or, or waving her off? <laughs> Just essential words only in this conversation, please. That's what I would say. Yeah. No flaw. My, my advice is talk less. Yeah. Right. Well, what, what about now, Marty, uh, you take power naps, right? How long is oh, a power yes, nap can. for you? Well, that's the great thing. It doesn't matter, you know, if, if, again, because I'm lucky enough that my time is my own. And so right. you're able to create your own schedule. It's like, I don't know, it's like being on one of these Alaska shows. I might as well. I might as well live in a cabin. Uh, but I'd have to have like a small mining town that I could walk to because I do go to <clears throat> go to the grocery store. But that's about it. I have a very uh, pur purposely... <laughs> purposely narrow uh, lifestyle, but I'm a full-time professional writer, you know, and so I've got a uh, farm. Uh, yeah, yes, absolutely. We have uh, little key places that you go to because, uh, you know, we got to get the fresh proteins and produce and like uh, uh, Stacy puts up with me drinking a little bit of beer. So we do that. Uh, and we don't have a lot of distractions around here. We don't have any good restaurants which you think we would, but we don't. We keep just looking at the food network going, oh my God. Oh, oh I might say this, JT, <clears throat> living in barbecue nirvana, nirvana, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, it is your duty, your duty to get out and about and report on these places, right? I've already uh, fed you the first lead right and i'm telling you this is this is important work that you're going to be doing well you know so as you know i am in texas now in uh, north dallas a little place called flower mound and there dallas are some 40. there are such great barbecue joints around here and some of them are a little change you know they'll have six locations some of them are you know uh, a lot of family run places you know a lot of uh one-off places that are, and they're all like 20 minutes, maybe a half hour from here. But uh, yeah, I, I do want to start kind of reporting on that and just 
talking about, because each one is just kind of individual and unique in its own way with the different sides and the way they cook the meats and the different. You could just take some, you could just take some really good photos and video. Yeah, I should do that. Like you were sending me today of uh, the, the beef ribs. That would be better than your words. <laughs> Marty, do you think writing for you is a stress release or is that a stressor? Oh, no, 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 no. It's a totally creative, joyful. Uh, this writing is no. Uh, you know why, I Jim? I love it. I love it. You know, right. you know why, Jim? It's an outlet for him because it right. comes so easy to him. Well, and, and it, you can get into a state, and we've talked about this before, where it feels oh, yeah. like words are just coming out of your hand. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. That's the best, the creative. And that's why, that's why I do my creative work first thing in the morning, when my mind is the freshest, the most alert, you know. But that burns out. That burns out every day. And then later on in the day, you can come back and do the, you know, the good writing and the rewriting, you know, the brick and mortar work. Right. But, you know, we talked about this the other day about how you could flow from creative activity to creative activity. Yes, 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 yes. That's the, that to me is my best day when I can go from, uh, from a good writing session where a good, a good creative writing session for me is 1,500 words. That's public, publishable words. Right. So if I have 1,500 words and then I go to the woods and it's perfect and I get in a great session in the woods and then I drive, you know, you drive through, I drive through the country and I've still got my cardio glow on and I pick up my vegetables and I'm listening to all the great music, looking at all the beautiful countryside. It looks like Ireland, right? Right. Well, you, you, I don't know if you've been uh, in the country. Yeah, 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 yeah. so, Maybe I've been in the Jeep with you. So then I come back and uh, I'm rested up from the cardio side weight train, but I only got to do one thing, right? Yeah. So I could come back and do whatever I want, squat, bench, whatever. It takes 15 minutes. Then come in, take a shower, uh, uh, drink a protein shake, take a nap, uh, wake up and do my rewrites and listen to some good music, some good jazz, some really, really, really strong coffee. Um, I hate my first meal of the day about 2.30, 3 o'clock, but it could be, so I don't know, like a pound of shrimp. I love that, man, right? Oh, what did I have the other day? Oh, yeah, I'll tell you what I had yesterday. Am I, now, JP, am I running too long? I don't want to filibuster. What, no, you're kind of describing uh, my retirement life that I dream of. Oh. So uh, I'm kind of well, enjoying it. Well, I'm not quite it. finished yet. Okay. So we had some really good uh, trout, right? So I, I, I grilled the trout, and I put it in this really excellent um, tagliatelle soft noodles with uh, red onions and garlic and some excellent parmigiana reggiano cheese so it made sort of this crazed italian seafood dish but i mean that's you get so involved in that and then to have it pay off and be delicious when you're done and then naturally after that it's four o'clock in the afternoon so what do you do jim another nap yeah you can nap. <laughs> yeah. yeah you go out on the deck and have a cocktail yeah. Um, and you're done for the day. You go out in the deck and have a cocktail. I also love good movies, right? Oh, right now, what am I watching? We're watching the series Justified. 
I, oh, love, yeah. I love that man with Boyd Crowder. He is, he's the he's best. best. I love him. So anyway, that, and, and then, then it's time to go to bed, right? Yeah. So, so if you, all right. So the, the bottom line is if you want to reduce stress, just follow what Marty does. <laughs> right. Now we talk about improving sleep quality. Yeah. Um, how do you do that? I mean, honestly, uh, marijuana. Hey. <laughs> I mean, it's I'm a, uh, I was going to say train hard. Train hard, but if you're up at night worrying about stuff. J Jim's always coming at us from a different angle here. Well, he's uh, he's I mean, unique. People are definitely looking at that as medicinal now. And, and uh, you know, it, well, it, it enables me to sleep through the night. In, uh in my state, that's highly illegal, but uh, to, to each his own. Uh, but no, me, I mean, you know, I mean, if you're, if you got a, a normal job or whatever, and you're busting your butt and you're training too, man, I'll tell you what, I could go to bed every night at 630. That's just the way I'm, I'm programmed. Wired, I'm so, the way you're wired. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, but I get up real early. So, and that's just but, the way. But, but you get quality sleep. Quality sleep, yeah, because I'm so tired. Because I'm just because I'm not sitting around during the day. I'm just you're you know exhausted. thinking all day right. and reading exactly. all day and stressed brain. out sometimes mm -hmm. all day and all that. But <clears throat> you know that snowballs by the time the end of the day comes around. Man, six thirty, seven o'clock. I'm ready to go to bed. Yeah. But um, so how? So Marty, what do you do to to improve your sleep at night? We we know how Jim does it. He, uh, I try to reduce. I try to reduce thought as much as possible. I think thoughts overrated. Yeah, that's one thing you have to because uh, if you wake up at night, your mind will get going. You have to shut that off because you just lie there awake. Um, I used to. I used to wake up. You know, any business owner can kind of relate to this. I mean, you wake up kind of stressed out, panic attacks, and all this, and you go, well, you know whatever happened the, the, that day, you know, how are you going to make payroll? How are you going to do this? Uh, you having problems with that? You got to shut that off. Cause one time I woke up and I thought, you know, rather than sit here and stress out, nothing bad has ever happened. Nothing bad is going to happen here. Nothing's going to happen. We'll wake up, get it all taken care of. And from that day on, I just shut it off. Anytime I start thinking about that at night, I just shut it off. I go, you know what? Big deal. We'll deal with it tomorrow. Don't worry about it. Get back to sleep. They have, a, like they, have a, they have a cliche term for it. It's called compartmentalization. Yeah. Boy, I'm, yeah. A, I'm great at that, man. I can put oh, that yeah. stuff in the back of my head and never think about it again. So yeah. like, I can, like I can do with you guys. Yeah, that's it. Right. Just want to think about well, it. We're doing yeah. it to you, too, bro. <laughs> Don't worry about it's, that. Well, you know, it's, it's easy. <laughs> and I think the older you get, the more you can, you can do that, especially look at stuff like, you know, when you have experience with, bad things, somebody getting sick, you know, all that stuff. You can say, you know, this too shall pass, but me worrying about it doesn't hurt and help anybody, but hurts me. You know? And right. again, again, if you're not thinking, you're not stressing. Exactly. So, or, or get into things that you get so lost in. And that could be a good book, a good movie, a good music. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be uh you know, running up a hill and, 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 and puking like steel does, you know. i tell you what, though. You know what I'm saying? You, you know, I, I, you just get things that you really are able to, to just lose yourself in. Yeah. I Marty. Mean, I, yeah, 
Marty, do you strap on the uh, Nova 100 at night when you get when you when you're ready for uh, a good night's sleep? I don't stressed out. I don't need it. I've always been a <laughs> man. I've always been a sound sleeper. I'm like a hibernating bear. Yeah, no, I am too. So, All right, Jim, Jim were you going <laughs> to say something? Yeah, but I forgot. <laughs> Um, Stuffing your face on uh, just killed game must be good at the end of the day too, right? Yeah, I mean anything that anything that you enjoy so much that takes you away. That, I'm all for it, man. It takes you away from worrying about anything. You know, I just, I just, you know, I just decided a long time ago that I'm going to focus on about four things, four or five things, and I don't care about anything else. And I just made that decision one day. And it makes your life so much more simple. It really does. You know? I, I find as I'm getting older, I want to just simplify things. Yeah. And I think like, that's where to go anyway. You know, running yourself into the ground for no reason. You go through your 20s and 30s and everything's building up and getting more complicated and all that. And you get into your 40s, close to 50, and you go, man, I'm running myself ragged. I just want to simplify, you know, just cut the fat. And just uh, be less stressed out and just uh, live a more normal life, mm. you know. What about um, recovery techniques? You want to talk about that real quick? Well, as far I'm, as – You read my mind. Yeah, we don't have to really dive into it, but just kind of touch on it because, you know, that can help with stagnation too. Well, let's not all jump in at once. What's the, what's, what's the number one recovery technique? Eating. Rest. No, eating. <laughs> calories, calories, calories. Calories is the okay. number one way. If I, well, now let's talk. Let's quantify what are, we, what are we recovering from. If we're recovering from highly intense progressive resistance weight training. Yes. Yes, please. Calories generally better that those calories are heavily biased toward protein protein and fat and and fat okay uh, and you know and again how much glycogen is depleted you know carbs are easy right jim right carbs are just the little medicine you take you know when you, you know. yeah but you know that if the if the if the if the training session has has done its job it's traumatized you i mean literally you're traumatized and the best thing you can do is replenish that which has been exhausted. Right. And muscle is amino acid, so it's only logical. Let's load up and put. But how hard is it? It's not a big deal. What you're going to drink a shake when you're finished training? How hard is that? Easy. Right. No, that's so, all easy. But but get into uh, more therapeutical stuff like I don't know sauna, hydro, yeah, ice all. bath. Love it all. Wish I had it all. If I had it all, I'd use it all. I well, yeah. It's a little that. bit harder I, nowadays to have all that, too. I can't know the why. I used to go to the Y uh, five mornings a week to steam. They had an excellent steam room, right? And no one was ever, no one was ever there, right? Because I'd get there like at 6.30 or something, you know? And, um, oh, man, that thing would you'd turn you into a lobster. So you alternate between steam and ice shower, ice cold shower. You do that three or four times and you are in an altered state, buddy. Let me tell you, particularly if you're coming off a tough workout. 
you feel wonderful. You just oh, it's incredible. And you, you just walk out of there. You're like, it's the music from 2001. Like, ah, you're just walking out and you're like, you're, you're floating. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it's like, keep this going, keep this going. Don't, don't talk or look at anyone. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's, uh, people talk about recovery by doing active rest and all that. I'm a big believer, man. You know, when you're trying to really recover, let's say you got crushed, just just lay around a little bit. Oh, yeah. just, just let your mind go and just lay around a little bit instead of saying, you know, that, that was a big thing years ago was, well, you know, get out, play some racquetball. Now I'm just breaking down again. You know, I just did this and breaking down. Now I'm doing it. I, I, think, that's okay. I think that's okay if you're in that, that high volume, moderate intensity, more cardio, lean out phase. Where it's not like bone weary sore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like you're you're only doing sets of eight anyway. You know, it's gonna be you know three sets of eight, and five sets of five. You know that kind of stuff. It's like okay, great. Let's go play some racquetball. Let's burn off some more calories because I want to get down from eleven percent down to nine. Right. Right. How are you gonna do that? Well, we're gonna burn. Yeah, let's go. And, and and you do that by being more active and modulating the the micronutrients. Mm -hmm. Right, and and because that's the way that either you got to ratchet downward or ratchet upward a little bit at a time. But recovery, if you have access to a whirlpool, that's okay. fantastic. JP, you have access to a swimming pool. Just the act of swimming on a tight body, like when you weight train, we compress our muscles, right? We, we compress ourselves. If you get into that cool water and you s swim laps man that that's that's very therapeutic for your yeah but ass don't but, um, don't don't sink to the bottom and drown but uh, it's funny it's so hot out here in texas my pool is like 95 so it's not very refreshing <laughs> what? really didn't that that water is not chilled i mean it's not it's not chilled like you're looking for like after a after a workout you know it's not the the the, okay. the hot to cold contrast it's but okay. it still feels good i mean don't yeah. get me wrong but uh, I'd, I, I'd wear one, swim fins <laughs> those are great for uh deadlifting too i heard <laughs> they've got multi-uses um okay last thing real quick you're trying to to bust through stagnation how about supplements would you would you recommend any type of supplement or or Probably everybody that's weight training is already taking in protein powder. Would you recommend doubling up on the protein powder or taking something like creatine or now, now we have to be careful with supplements because really, Jim, how many supplements are actually proven to work? Not too many, right? Maybe I am. Creatine is definitely, you know, there's never been something that's any supplement has been more researched than creatine. It definitely works. If you don't eat a lot of red meat, you'll feel like you're on drugs when you take creatine. If you're eating a lot of red meat, I don't think you get a whole lot out of it. Um, but, but wait a minute, why is that? Because the creatine is in the red meat. And, mm -hmm. and you're, you're already stuffing your muscles your with the creatine. Already, already yeah, up. so your stores are high already. Yeah. Um, you know, I think supplements are almost, you notice it when you don't take them. So, you know, I take CBD oil, fish oil, and uh, protein powder once in a while. But if I'm eating a lot of meat and stuff, I don't mess with the protein powder. But it's more like if I run out of CBD and I'm waiting for it, I can tell the difference in the, in the quality of my sleep. I can tell the difference in the way my joints feel. 
And I'm always like, what am I, what have I taken out? And that's usually something that I, that have been taken for a while and stopped taking, you know, it's, you know, supplements are not something you go, whoa, I really feel that. Like when you're taking a drug, you know, like a, from something from the doctor. Yeah. And because what you said about creatine, you know, if you're already eating red meat, I never got anything out of creatine, but if you're not already, yeah, <laughs> if you're, if you're not already eating the red meat, I think you see a, a, a difference. But, First time I took it, I could tell the difference right away. Cause I was eating, this is in the eighties or early nineties. Everything was right. Marty chicken and rice, chicken, chicken and rice, chicken, chicken yeah. and rice. I was doing all that and first time I took creatine I was like what the hell man that bar felt really light on my back yeah yeah well we never bought into that chicken and rice Kirk and I were too busy at horn and horn all you can eat buffet rib nut never <laughs> horn and horn every Wednesday oh my god, oh yeah. my god. we'd cut yeah. lawns and then we'd go for <laughs> 995 covered in grass and all we go yeah. in there 995 that is the that's recovery if you want to recover, you train so hard that you're shaking, and then you go stuff your face. And when you think you've stuffed your face, you stuff your face some more, and then you go lay down. And you feel yourself, you're like vibrating as you're sleeping, and you feel like you're growing. And I think you might be. In a nice, cool room. Dark. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Perfect. Stop. Stop. This is fitness porn. Stop it. Stop it. Power porn. Stop it. All right. Listen, I think that's enough. I yeah, mean, I think you're right. You know what? If, if anybody else has questions <laughs> about that, you know, send us uh, an email or uh, send us a message on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. We're all, I got a always book. Glad to... You got a book? Yes. I, three days I read it. Tank okay. Habits. Second Tank. book out of this trilogy. Oh, yeah. yeah. What is it called? Say it again. It's called Before There Were Rules. And Tank wrote this book. He wrote three books, and the second one just got released. And what he did was he just changed the oh, name. Tank Abbott. Yeah, remember the UFC fighter? Yeah. Well, you should tell people who Tank was. Okay, so Tank Abbott was the hunting, the original Huntington Beach bad boy in the UFC. And, uh, you know, he would just come in, beat the hell out of people. He tried to throw one guy over the cage, lived super hard, and was, you know, basically a street fighter, but had legitimate, you know, legitimate 600 raw bencher. Yeah, you can see it on you can see it on YouTube. Um, yeah. Big lifter, and you know now I don't know if you guys know this. He had a kidney transplant and a liver transplant. Wow! Um, what happens with hard living? Yeah, he had a hard hard living vodka with just a splash of cranberry all yeah, day. Might have been some performance enhancing drugs in there too. I don't think I don't think Hank Tank was. I mean, he's, hey, too many people bench pressing six hundred raw that aren't taking stuff, particularly when they weigh less than 400. Yeah, he was, he was what, 280, something like that. Yeah, something something anyway. like that. And, and he also had a tremendously high pain tolerance. Yes, he did. Yes. His first, like, four or five fights were just, just like crazy when he walked in there. But what he did with these books is he just he changed the names of people and made it right. a novel. But all the names rhyme with somebody, you know, rhyme with the person, you know. So, uh, Me Nico Mortiz. Yes, stuff like that. That's right. That's right. But uh, it's good because he talks. It, he's very introspective. I was. Nico, real Nico had bleached blonde hair, and yeah, okay, this is good. Yeah, no one would know. So very, very. Uh, you know, a lot of it is all I want to do is fight. But it was before the UFC came out, so he did. You know, he didn't have an outlet. 
he went to jail. He talks about being in jail and how that was. He talks about, you know, different bar fights he had. He talks about how he, once he went to jail, people were challenging him. He'd go out and he'd challenge him and he had to walk away from a lot of it and all that stuff. And then he got his big shot, his big break with the UFC. So uh, he calls it the NHB. But uh, yeah, very good book. I recommend it, man. That's a good book. Good book, both of them. Bar Brawler and Before There Were Rules. Good. How do they get them? Is they're on Amazon? Yeah, I think the first one's on Kindle also. The second one I just ordered, uh, you know, in paperback. All right. Well, there you go. JP, now you got something to read. Jim, I often think you should have been a UFC fighter. Yeah. I don't know. I would have loved to do something like that. I mean, I did a little bit, but not, not on the ground. I never did any ground stuff. He would have been good if he'd been 6'6". Six, six. Six, six. I got into jujitsu for a while. Loved it. Loved it. But then I blew my back out and had to quit. So yeah, yeah. great cardio too. All right. We done? Yes, we are. All right. Check out Marty's weekly column, uh, Raw with Marty Gallagher at ironcompany.com. You can also pick up Marty's books, Purposeful Primitive and Strong Medicine at Iron Company. Uh, if you're working out at home nowadays, you need some, some barbells, dumbbells, benches, uh, anything, cardio, rubber flooring, go to ironcompany.com. We'll help you out. And uh, we've got a uh, new Jim Steele article, which we just launched uh, Wednesday. How to, uh, what is it? How to break in a new training partner? Yeah, so I sort of say, you know, I'm, my 13-year-old son is training with me now, and I go over you know, that, and I also go over the rules of training partner etiquette, you know, yeah. your, your set's got to be as important as, you know, when you're spotting that, that has to be just as important as when you're doing your set, you know, it has to be, you have to be no. locked in the whole time. No, no, no BS. No texting. Oh my God, Lord, that'd be it. I would just be done. Yeah, that's, that's the biggest thing with uh, the generation. Now they can't put that phone down for two seconds, but uh, you always see the selfies and the texting and it's like, what the hell are you doing? Put that down, grab the barbell or the dumbbells and let's, uh, <clears throat> let's get the work. So anyway, yeah, it's got some good information in there. <clears throat> Check that out. That's on our uh, article section. And then you can also go to Jim's site, Bass Barbell, B-A-S Barbell.com and check out what's going on there. You know, hunting tips, uh, life lesson tips, uh, you know, <laughs> yes. how, to control, how to control your temper, how to not control your temper. <laughs> I don't know. Jim's got it all on there. Yeah. <clears throat> and if, uh, you know, if anybody wants to do online training, you know, maybe you're stuck at home right now, you, all of a sudden you got a, a killer garage gym going on and you want to take it to the next level, uh, you can email Marty at Marty at ironcompany.com or Jim, <clears throat> Jim at ironcompany.com and uh, reach out to those guys and see if you're a good match. And I'll tell you what, they'll definitely get you. It's like taking a shortcut almost. Don't guess on what you're supposed to do. Hook up with these guys. And um, what do we call that, that Marty? Occam's razor? Yeah, like falling off the log for us. It's just it's not, not, not a problem to get results. Really right, right. Yeah. All right, all right, boys. That's it. I appreciate it. Thank you. Right, guys. Talk to you next week. All right. See you. Bye.